Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit up the guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hour 2 on a Wednesday morning. Next to last day of August, Toby and TJ back with you. Three days away from kickoff. Sooners and the Red Wolves coming up 11 a.m. Saturday morning. Our coverage starts at 7 a.m. Saturday morning for you. Teddy Lehman and I will be at Balfour of Norman right there on Campus Corner where we've been for a couple of decades now on game day. Chris Plank will be at Boyd Street Ventures on Saturday at 7 a.m., Keep it locked into the ref, your home of Sooner fans for the best Sooner coverage all year long. Don't forget, Friday morning, our annual Joe C. Day right here on the ref. The Sooners athletic director will join us for all three hours of the show, 6 to 9 a.m., live from Neighborhood Jam, right there on Main Street in Norman. Come on by. Join the show. Have a great breakfast. Your tongue will slap your brains out. You can listen to Joe C. You can meet him. You can uh, ask him whatever's on your mind and uh, enjoy the show at the same time. Or listen right here on The Ref Worldwide, 6 to 9 a.m. on Friday morning from Neighborhood Jam on Main Street in Norman. Um. Okay, Mount McKinley coming up, TJ. What is that? Uh, Friday night, I Friday. guess we're getting his announcement. We asked Travis Davidson yesterday for his percentages. He said 41% OU, 40% Texas A&M, 19% Texas yesterday. Okay, Updated percentages today. OU, 40.4%. Dropping. It's dropping. Texas A&M, 39.3%. Texas, 15.1%. And a new team has appeared on the uh, percentages, TJ. Ohio State now at 5.2%. I really appreciate the very specific percentages that Travis has given us. So up to the the minute percentages on Mount McKinley. He says it'll be Friday at 3.30 will be that announcement. He always reminded me of a young Dean Blevins. I'm joking. I'm joking. You were just throwing out a lot of percentages. What a compliment. (laughs) High praise. High praise. Okay. Uh, A few takeaways for practice last night. I went by practice last night. I'm I'm there to memorize names and numbers, and I think we got that accomplished. uh, Again, uh, I'm not real happy with uh, Woody Washington and Billy Bowman, but we'll figure out which is which as the year goes along. Javon Foster. So, um, uh, not to give away any inside secrets. I don't know any inside secrets. I did not stick around for any scrimmaging or anything. If if they ended up doing that, I don't know. We were there for about an hour and a half, and it was, for the most part, uh, you know, some drill work and then situational stuff where the offense and the defense was separate from each other for the most part. But I would say uh, the guy – that you notice the most to me, TJ, 
the guy of, of the entire team, the guy that you notice the most for the number of times he's in the middle of everything and, and just physically the way he looks and you go, wow, who's that guy? Is Justin Harrington. Really? Right? He is. There's his everywhere. name again. Goodness. He's everywhere. Yeah. I think it's the number four, too. He was 37 last year. The number four looks really good on him, and, and it, I, I don't know if that's part of it, but, I mean, I forget how big he is. He just looks like an NFL football player running around out there now. Got to make plays when it matters and got to stay healthy and, and uh, can't blow assignments or miss tackle, I, all that kind of stuff that's made people mad at him in the past. But to That's the what amateur, I'm worried about Saturday. He's been built up a lot over the last few weeks. I'm just telling you, to the amateur eye, when you walk out there, you're like, that guy's a player, huh? You know? Um, I would say the this is not surprising. The unquestioned loudest leader on this team, the guy who is kind of the center of attention at all times, is Danny Stutzman. <laughs> no, you don't say. Yeah, and I don't mind it. I think he's at a position where you want that, right? Uh, what else? Tight ends. A lot of concern about the tight ends, and I and I don't think it's misplaced. Uh, especially considering the amount of production they got from Braden Willis last year and how thin it appears they are this year. I, I will, and we talked about this, and I think it was kind of verified last night. See him in a person like. The good news is Austin Stogner is a different weapon. Like that he is a weapon they did not have last year. He is he's massive. I mean, he's just massive. And he's got to stay healthy. That was an issue when he was here before, and I don't know that he doesn't have the entire skill set that Braden Willis had. But Braden Willis didn't have the size that Austin Stogner has either, and I'm very interested to see how this plays out because I think it could be not just a security blanket for Dylan Gabriel on some of those big third and fourth downs that he struggled with last year, but obviously a big red zone weapon as well. I mean, he's just he's a he's towering, and I also felt a lot better about his backup after last night because Blake Smith looks like a ball player like he, he's not as big as Austin but he's a big boy and he's, he seems to have good hands and I, I don't think I don't think they have zero depth at tight end I think Blake Smith offers up some help at that position um the wide receiver that looks the best to me, and this is he's a starter for a reason, but Andrell Anthony is is really good. I he's bigger than I remembered him being. For some reason in my head he was like six foot. He looks is bigger he not? than that. I think he's I think he's listed at six one or six two, but oh, I he, thought he was like five eleven, six foot also. No, he's a little bigger than that. Huh. And uh He's got good size, great speed, good hands. Like he's he's the real deal, I think. And I'm not that's not breaking news. It's just when you see them all out there next to each other running drills and stuff like that, you go, well, that guy's the best one, you know. How about um, Jaden Gibson, how did he look? Or did he stand out at all? To no, you? he looks good. My hesitation is this: he's six six. 
He looks like he's put on a little bit of muscle, but he's still thin. Mm-hmm. He catches everything in drills. But that was probably the case last year, too. Like, his problem was was drops in games right, last year. Right, So I think it's a uh, going to have to prove it to me. I'm, I'm where all of you are. Like, he looks great. He's taller. He's a head taller Physically, than everybody else. Physically, he's the else. guy, right. And there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to throw it up to him on a fade pattern and he go get it and all that kind of stuff. He looks like he should be a weapon. But got to get out there when the lights are on and and make the catches in traffic or the wide-open catches, as the case was a couple of times last year, and get some confidence going. So that's my only hesitation because – I was standing there with Plank yesterday, and they were throwing some whatever slant patterns or whatever, and he was catching everything. And Chris said something about looks like he's worked on his hands this year or something. I was like, yeah, well, I mean, there's no defensive back that's trying to light him up as he's catching it right now. So it's it's easy. But you gotta he's got to have to go out there and do it when it matters, on a big third down or when he's in coverage. And So we'll see. We'll see. Um, that's probably it. I don't think there's anything else that. No that Jackson Arnold update. Jackson has a good arm. Um, I did not. I mean, even if I did, I didn't see any like. They didn't run any scrimmaging, so I didn't yeah. see any special packages that he had or anything. And I wouldn't tell you if I did, but. Uh, they did like when they do deep ball practice, like Dylan Gabriel can chunk it. Like he's got a good arm. He throws a really good deep ball. Mm-hmm. And so he'll throw, like, you know, seven to ten straight bombs. They'll, they'll just do deep ball practice. And then they're, all right, Jackson, your turn. It's just different. You know, Teach, it's just different. <laughs> no, I mean, just like it just comes out of his arm different. You know, it just it's – I don't know how to say it. It's just got more velocity on it. And that's not a shot at Dylan at all. It's just like you're like, ooh, I, I, you don't often, when a guy throws a football, have a guttural reaction to them throwing a football. You know what I mean? It's like, that's yeah, a nice I know spiral, what you're saying, because some dudes just that... have that effect when you see it, and you're like, wow, that's just, what's different? Okay. So, yeah. di- it's different. You know how it is. <laughs> uh, so, uh, if Dylan throws a pass, so you might w- watch Dylan throw, and you go, ooh, you put that in, or in, you might watch Dylan throw, and you go, oh, we put that in, in a nice spot. Oh, that was nice, yeah. Great spiral. Put it right in over the shoulder, slip that in the window in double coverage. Like he's really skilled, accuracy and and skilled, and even on the deep pass, you're like perfectly between the numbers and the sideline, right where you want it. That's awesome. When Jackson throws the football and drops back, you go, ooh, <laughs> look like that's the reaction, like in a positive know? way. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Like not, a, not a oh boy. like I don't I don't even know where he put the ball. Like it just coming out of his arm, you're like, Whoa. <laughs> I didn't even see if he was yeah. within five foot of the receiver. <laughs> yeah. There's a violence to it. And it, it's not it, it's easy, but it's like it comes out at a it's like a pitcher. You go watch a guy throw ninety four, like that's fast. That's plenty fastball. And then um Oh, who's the hardest thrower? Oh, and then Cade Horton gets out there, and you go, "Ooh, yeah, I get what you're saying." That was only four miles an hour difference, but that looked a lot faster. 
So that's just kind of the way it is. It's It doesn't mean it's better. It doesn't mean yet anyway that it's better or that he can read coverages or put it in the right place or any of that kind of stuff. I don't know. But when he throws, you go, oh, man. Mm. I heard that one. You know? <laughs> you can hear it. You can hear it when he throws. It's cutting through the air. So, anyway. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah. D-line. Um, Brent was asked yesterday about the depth and whether or not they are going to be better across the defensive line. That is all of our assumption going into the season. Here's what BV said. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that, that, that last thing, you know, I'm, that's part of it too. Uh, you see for myself, you know, you, you feel like you'll be better uh, for lots of reasons. You know, we're a more physical team, I believe, at the point of attack, particularly on defense. Uh, and where we were, uh, I thought we were not necessarily not physical on offense, but on defense, I did not think we were, I thought we were soft uh, in short yardage situations. I got knocked off the ball, uh, second level, didn't support like we needed support. Uh, so a lot to, uh, you know, not uh, be real happy about, but I think we're more knowledgeable as well as more physical. Our football IQs improved, and uh, so those are the. I mean, if if those aren't uh, those are as good of reasons as you could possibly you know come up with, and um, we got to be better at the point of attack. There's no uh, question about it. But I do feel like we've helped ourselves with the development of the guys that are on our roster, and and you know, with some of the portal guys that we uh, have brought on. All right, we'll take a break. Get back to uh, your text messages on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line when we come back, 405-651-3439. Wednesday edition, T-Row in the Morning Show rolls on next. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. And everyone thinks they know me now, knees close-minded, leave me down. But I'm too young to even know myself. There's wheels running down the interstate, the Lord I wait. Another day, I ain't close to you. WTJ back with you, T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by Black Thunder Roofing. Locally operated out of Norman and Edmond, Black Thunder Roofing, your local roofer and Angie's List Superior Service Award winner. Four times, four times, four times, four times. BlackThunderRoofing.com, 405-473-8028. I listened to that whole album again yesterday, driving to Norman and back. Mm-hmm. I think right now my favorite song is "Hey Driver." "Hey Driver" is really good. I've, um, I think every time, each time through that I've listened to it, I have a different favorite one. Yeah, I like yeah. "El Dorado." I like "Ticking." I like "I Remember Everything." Yep. "Spotless" yep. is really good with the Lumineers, yep. but "Hey Driver." East Side of Sorrow East Side of is Sorrow's a great. very cleverly written song. Yes. 
That yeah. kid's got his talent. Writing is unbelievable. He's got talent. Um, I like his poetry too. And he, a couple of albums, he's thrown down a poem and just thrown it on there. And I like both of those too. So, do you need a tourniquet? Or are you going to turn and quit? Yeah. I'm like, Dad, gummit! Why did I think of that line? He's a genius. <laughs> Great lines. <laughs> That's why he's selling out arenas. And, uh, well, you are too. Oh, yeah. They're just there to see other performers. Very similar. Yeah. Very similar. Uh, Jason Johns. Everybody's after us today. Jason Johns here on the text line and, uh, the guys on the, uh, Twitter machine. What are they after us They're for? They're yelling about us over saying pay per view. Now, listen, technically, we're correct, people. ESPN Plus is not free. We've already, we already corrected this. I mistake. know, but they're Apologies. still getting after us. ESPN Plus now. Apologies. ESPN, ESPN Plus. Plus. But you pay to view it. It's still a pay-per-view. Okay. Yeah. It's not free. It's not over the air. Get after everybody, me, people. Are we getting midweek cranky? Is that what's getting, going on out there? Everybody was excited on Monday. It's game week. But it's not Saturday yet, so everybody's a little midweek cranky? I think so. Maybe that's it. Listen, folks, let's, you know what? This is a good chance for us to remind you, okay? The season's getting ready to start. It's a good chance for us to remind you. TJ and I, we're idiots. We're buffoons. We have no idea what we're talking about. And we are regularly the most wrong of not just everybody on this station, but anybody in sports radio in the state of Oklahoma. All well, right? That's not true. On I'm not going to that On a daily basis. We screw things up constantly. There's, right? we, we, our there's a Parker Thune in this station. I'm not taking that. No. Parker's 90%. We are like 9%. 9%. You know who they put in the leadoff spot? The slap hitters. That's what we are. We're slap hitters. So don't get all bent out of shape. We are admitting up front regularly we do not know what we're doing, and we have no idea what we're talking about. Okay? That's correct. Having right. said that, enjoy your pay-per-view next Saturday against T- T- SMU. Uh, good morning. pay-per-view next week. Good morning, TJ. Can I come by and get my Mrs. V shirt at studio, or do I need to actually order it from the ref shop? Nate Dog of Stutzman Army, order it on the ref shop. We don't keep the T-shirt stocked here. I'm not going to say that maybe uh, sometime at some of these future uh, pre-games and things leading into football games that we won't have some on site with us to give away or to sell, but we don't like keep them stocked here at the station. So they're done through a company for us, and so you have to order through them on the ref site. So all right, all right. Uh, let's see here. Go to Chick-fil-A, order a breakfast chicken sandwich with cheese, add egg and bacon. You're welcome. All right, I'll text them that my order today. Hold on here. Isn't that already a sandwich? I was going to say, do you have to add all that? I thought that was already on the menu. Um, I don't get to go there for breakfast enough just because of we're on the air here, so and then I don't mm-hmm. leave the station and go grab anything, but mm-hmm. I think so. Like, wouldn't it be their normal... Breakfast sandwich? Yeah, we're probably wrong. This is another thing we're probably <laughs> wrong about. Uh, All right, back to the text line, TJ. This right, texter says, oh, oh, oh. on Gatorade issue for Saturday, it's for people who have medical issues only is what I was told. So, All right, well, we'll get clarification on that. Uh, you, have to pr- you have to bring a, a Gatorade permission slip from your doctor? Probably so, yeah. That's right. Toby, when you are recognized at a drive-thru, they ask you to pull forward. I don't make the rules. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. 
Uh, I question my own manliness. My steak is rare. My beacon is pork. And I have always uh, been a lover of pimento cheese. I don't love the new Chick-fil-A sandwich. What's wrong with me is you true scrubs like it and I don't. Um, you're broken. I don't know what to yeah. tell you. Everyone I have person. spoke to hasn't Therapy? just liked it. They say like uh, when they bite into it, it's like, oh, wow. Like it's yeah. shocking to them. Shockingly good. Right. Yeah. So, And that's been every person that I've talked to that's had it. I would say uh, one of two things is going. Do we have a name for this texter? This uh, hashtag, it says hashtag Dr. Awesome, so we'll call him Dr. Awesome. All right, one of two things is going on. Uh, one, either you're broken. You know, something has happened in your body, and it's no longer working properly. I, I don't know what to tell you. Get it fixed. Or two, you're a contrarian. And there are some of us, in some of you in the world who, and TJ is one of these normally, but he was the first to discover the pimento chicken sandwich. If it's all of the rest my of sandwich, us, yeah. If all of the rest of us had tried this and loved it, TJ would try it and go, you know what? I didn't really like it that much because he's a contrarian, even if he liked it. So maybe you're just a contrarian. If all the world zigs, you'd like to zag. So those are the two options for you. Morning, buddy. Oh, hey, I hope you're having a great day. What do you think about Brent's comments about being more involved in the defense? I've watched a lot of football on TV over my life, and I think he needs to be more involved in the game management, less in the weeds on defense. What say you? Have a good I day. want to play those comments because in my – and I heard them. I did not interpret them the way everybody else seems to be interpreting them. So we'll play them coming up. Let's... And I'm I'm sure there's no doubt that uh, immediately Brent cares about what Carter thinks he should be doing on the sidelines. So we'll get that uh, message to him immediately today. Hey, Coach, Carter thinks you should be less in the weeds. And he'll be like, oh, all right, well, that's what I'll do then. I'll be less in the weeds. I'll be... yeah. get out of the weeds, I guess. Immediately I'll get out of the weeds. Um, we'll play those comments coming up because I, I didn't hear them the same way, so I'd like to hear them again myself. Toby, you can't get asked to pull forward if you go inside. Good point. Uh, at least 6 o'clock games, there's some... Oh, we've started it now. There's some shade in parts of the crowd. The 11 a.m. kickoff, you're sitting in the direct axis of the sun. All right, very good. You're right, sir. Whoever you are, you're right. <laughs> it's an 11 a.m. kickoff. You're going to have more of them. You'll probably have some in the SEC as well, so... Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, good morning. You all have disappeared from the radio. I haven't been huh? able to tune into the T Row in the morning show. What station have you moved to? We haven't moved yeah. to any. We've right where we we've been our whole career. We this question over the airs. This person can't hear us, Teach. So you're gonna have to text that person <laughs> I'm gonna back, text please. Them. I'm okay. texting them. Uh, I'm wearing my Zach Bryan tour shirt as we speak. I told my wife the story of the kid spontaneously vomiting when he saw Zach Bryan <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> First time I've ever seen you know, it in a concert. Just lost that, control of everything. I, I didn't think about this till I was telling her that story. I was reminded something similar happened in the uh, uh, Morgan Wallen concert in San Diego we went to. But my assumption was, right up until you told me this, that, boy, how unfortunate that that lady just got sick. I bet she paid a lot of money for those tickets. It never dawned on me that maybe it was some sort of a guttural reaction to actually seeing morgan wallen <laughs> is this a thing yes just like the the thing you talked about with the taylor swift where people black out and go to a, uh -huh. a euphoria there are people that you know back in the day 
like there's been artists over people's lifetimes, Elvis, uh, Michael Jackson, that people pass out at the concerts. Right, like they see right. them and pass I've heard out. Of that. So I but think is, this is a is similar spontaneously thing. vomiting something people do if they I, I'm are overcome with emotions. I'm convinced that's what happened with this kid. He was perfectly fine, man. The kid was sitting there having a great time, and it was unexpected. Like I said, because. Uh, Charles Wesley Godwin was still on the stage, and then here comes Zach, and it's not expected because it's not like he's starting his set. He just runs out there, and the kid, like you could see him all of a sudden, he's like staggered, like Mike Tyson had just hit him with a punch, and then it's like, ah! and he could not compose himself, and so then mom's <laughs> rushing him off. <laughs> I know it's what happened with him. So, yes, well, it's real. It's and this isn't a situation like what you saw. It was like right at the beginning of when Morgan Wallen took the stage. See? Yeah. And it was projectile and some of uncontrolled, that, but I thought alcohol. Alcohol-related, maybe, with an uh, adult, maybe, yeah. Not, I, it never crossed my mind that it could be some sort of an emotional reaction. I've just, I don't know. I, I didn't know that was a thing, that people... If I've seen it, I don't remember ever seeing it. Maybe I've seen someone like faint or, but I, I probably would have assumed, you know, that was from heat or exhaustion or something. But this kid, like, I just, I was watching it because we had already commented on him. He had his Zach Bryan tour shirt on. He had it tucked in. He had a belt buckle on. Like, he was ready for this show. And boom, it was over for him. And he never returned. I don't know if they watched from somewhere else or. That was just it for him. He just couldn't go on. But as soon as he saw put eyes on Zach Bryan, it was just like, oh, my gosh, there he is. <laughs> and like it's I said, I don't, th- I don't think. It's th- not funny. Well, like I said, I don't think he was sick either because dad sat there like looking like, are we serious right now? Like, <laughs> I dropped several hundred on these tickets to bring you to this. What's going on? <laughs> And, like, he finally stood up and went with them, like, oh, fine, my, I'm coming. I think my daughter's at school now, so I'm going to tell this anyway. Chloe will do that, like, only she'll start crying if she's so overcome with joy about yes. something. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've experienced that in my life. But yeah. it'll be, it's not, it's like instant, like, it happened a couple of times with songs at a concert. A song will come on that she's been looking forward to. For so long, like, I can't wait till he plays this. And he starts to play it, and it's immediate. It looks like somebody has just died. Like, she's just overcome oh, yeah. with emotion. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't think about vomiting being something that could happen. <laughs> uh, apologies to everyone eating breakfast this morning for that segment. Right there. 7.34, we'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. 7.38, Wednesday morning. Toby and TJ back with you. Uh, I saw your... uh, I saw your gut was... um, Defending itself, or <laughs> just wanted everyone preemptively to know. It defending never, itself yeah, last night. Uh, TJ's gut just wanted everyone to know it has never tried to smuggle in a uh, firearm in its uh, folds through a yeah. metal detector. You got that story in front of you? Um, I've got my tweet. So yeah, it was just a tweet on a, a Amazing Chicago story. reporter. Let's see here. Let me mm-hmm. find it here. 
White Sox um, game, right? White Sox game. Last Friday night, there was a shooting, and very little was coming out about it. Nobody could figure out why. Like, someone got shot in the leg, another person got grazed in the ballpark. And, like, the White Sox had put anything out. On the south side of Chicago. Yeah. Nobody had put anything out from the team. Nobody had put out anything from the police department. It was very quiet, and people were trying to figure out why. Well, uh, Peggy Kaczynski, who covers the White Sox, says, As I reported on ESPN 1000 just now, the shooting at guaranteed rate field during the White Sox game was indeed an accidental discharge by one of the women that was grazed by the bullet. She reportedly snuck the gun in past metal detectors, hiding it in the folds of her belly fat. And the gun went off, shot her and another person. So now people are saying, well, they kept it quiet to save the embarrassment of this woman. Others now are full-blown conspiracy theories. You know, this is a cover-up by MLB, the Chicago Police Department. There's more to this. So I don't know what's true, but the story that's being reported by reporters uh, that have been covering it say a lady snuck in a gun in the folds of her uh, belly fat. And you're saying your gut has never done that. My gut's never done that. No, no. No. My immediate reaction was concern (laughs) over the fact that that's all you got to do to fool a metal detector. Like, (laughs) really? That's all the comments. So I got lost in the comments last night, as you could imagine, with a tweet like that or a post like that, whatever you want to call it now, the comments off of it, I was cracking up. But then there were a lot of people like, hey, wait a minute. It's this easy to get a gun past metal detectors? Do you know how many people could do this in this world? So then there was worry and concern. (laughs) Some of them, though. No way! I don't believe it! We don't have fat chicks at White Sox games! There was so many just different comments on this thing that I was just like, oh my goodness. So uh, There is a, I'm not saying that's the case here, although I'm sure it is. There has developed, it's probably always existed, but it is certainly greater now, a percentage of us. Small percentage, but nevertheless, growing percentage, who any fact that is shared, immediately they think, well, they're out They're covering place. something up here. <laughs> World, uh, you know what? They have uh, obviously figured out now how to drug us all with pimento cheese. Chick Fil A working for the government. If there is some cover up here, like I mean, something Ollie, else happened, Ollie, what kind of cheese I want to eat? Don't you try to shove pimento cheese down my face? <laughs> Typical government trying to make me eat more pimento cheese. If it is a cover up, mm-hmm. and there was more to this, and Chicago White Sox, the city of Chicago, says we can't let this get out. Whoever the genius was in the meeting that said, look, let's just say a woman brought it in in the folds of her belly fat. That'll distract everyone. <laughs> they ran, and they said, run with that. Yeah, run with that. Right. Get that out to right. reporters. That, that's next level genius, if you ask me. Genius, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cover it up all you want if you come up with that. Trying to get us to wear pink shirts. Haven't they sold enough red and white shirts to us? Now they got to go, typical OU. All right. Um, was it Carter that asked about Brent's? Brent's comments, yes. All right, this is uh, this is Brent talking about um, his role, I guess, yesterday. The kind of being involved isn't, to me, isn't uh, where I need to be. I need to be completely involved uh, defensively. Not that they need my help, but that's um, that's what I know. That's how I got to this position. And I think a year ago. Uh, was certainly uh, involved, but not to the depth that I think 
that I felt like I needed to be, you know, after evaluating all of it. So uh, it's going to be a collective thing, just like every other defensive staff I've ever been a part. You know, the success uh, and decisions, uh, you know, it will be collective, uh, a collective effort, and uh, everybody has a, their role. But um, this is something that I feel like that's one area that I know I, without question, I can do a good job of of um, uh, just being another uh, a voice, another mind, and another body, an able body to, to help out. Yeah, I think uh, Carter has interpreted that correctly, and, and I heard it uh, wrong the first time. It does sound like that this is a change from a year ago. I thought he was just saying, he was explaining his um, – why he feels like he needs to be so involved with the defense. And it does sound like when listening to that again, he's saying he didn't feel like he was – maybe he was tiptoeing around the edge last year. Yeah, last year he was like, this isn't my place. I need to be right. uh, you know, concentrating on this and didn't input yeah. enough in certain situations. So what's my uh, impression? Um, I guess my impression would be they weren't very good defensively last year. So some things got to change, and if this is it, great. doesn't bother me. He is the preeminent defensive mind in college football, or certainly one of them. Uh, I'm aware he's the head coach, but he is also, you know, one of, if not the brightest defensive mind in all of college football over the past decade. So absolutely, I want him as involved as he feels like he needs to be with defensive game planning on game day, all of that kind of stuff. Now, is there a balance to strike there to where when the offense has the ball and faces a big fourth down, you are still locked into your responsibilities of making sure the right calls are made and all that kind of stuff? Sure, yeah, there's a balance to be struck there. But uh, as long as that balance is struck, I want Brent as involved as completely possible with making sure OU plays great defense because he was fully involved when OU was playing great defense in the early mid-2000s. He was fully involved when Clemson had the best defense in the country for several years. I want him fully involved with the Oklahoma defense so they can be as good as they could possibly be. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense, and I think there was a learning curve for him last year, and I think mm -hmm. that he reflected, looked back, said there were some things I could have handled differently or approached things differently or managed things differently. I probably He probably is looking back on certain situations defensively last year and said I probably should have spoke up there, but I was concerned and worried about you know time management or something else that was going on in the game where I just needed to jump in there and say, hey, I don't agree with this call. Let's go this direction or whatever it may be. I think he... You know, I think there was probably a lot of evaluating of himself and stuff in the off season, and saying this is how I can do, you know, things better in a lot of different areas. There's no doubt. It's got to be that way for a rookie head coach if you're going to get better. Yeah, and it goes both ways. Like we see a lot more offensive-minded head coaches in college football than we do. Sure. Yeah. Defensive-minded. Uh, obviously, Lincoln fell into that category, and there was an ongoing question his entire time here because he wanted to be the one calling the plays. Well, should you let somebody else call the plays so you can concentrate on both sides of the ball? You know, it's, that's a popular thing for us as fans to look at. And and uh, I, the, the Dallas Cowboys, aren't they going back to letting 
McCarthy's McCarthy called call the plays, plays this right. year and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So the, should I have more involvement? Should I have less involvement? All that kind of stuff. It's it's a bit of a tricky line to walk, regardless of whether you're an offensive coach or a defensive coach. But, I mean, I think he's right. That's why he's here. His success as a defensive mind, it got him the head coaching job at Oklahoma. So why would you then say, back off of that? Why would you not be as as involved as as possible? So, but you got to figure it out. You got you got to figure out that. Yeah, uh, you know, Mike Gundy got a lot of criticism several years ago for when the defense was on the field, he was over on the bench drawing up yeah. plays with the offense. Yeah, I remember he wasn't that. Even, mm-hmm. Wasn't even paying attention. That's a bad look, and it probably gives a bad impression to your defense for him. So that's what I'm talking about. Like you just in, in the middle of a game. And maybe he's not even talking about as much in the middle of a game here. Maybe he's talking about practice sessions and film rooms and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. But in the middle of the game, I don't think you can. It's a different between during a timeout, being over in a huddle and drawing things up on a whiteboard, and your offense facing a key fourth down and the head coach is nowhere to be found because he's over working with the linebackers or whatever. That's what you got to kind of avoid. But he will. He will. And he's got a lot of great coaches around him who have been head coaches who are also there to uh, assist in that regard, I'm sure, like a Matt Wells, Seth Luttrell now. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess my uh, I want him in the weeds would be my answer to Carter's question. Nobody has been better in the weeds for the last 20 years. Certainly he's one of the best than Brent Venables. So get in the weeds, man. 749. We'll be back. I got a little bit of time to go. Where you gonna go? Set up, sir, up, sir, Bleed Crimson. Love great Sooner Talk? Join the Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune, and Teddy and Tyler. We have the Sooner experts. The Ref is home to Sooner fans worldwide. We're back on the T-Roll in the Morning Show. He's Toby. He has inside information. I'm TJ. I do not. But we are both brought to you this hour by Black Thunder Roofing, your local roofer. One-stop shop for customers no looking for one contact, uh, contractor. 405-473-8028 or blackthunderroofing.com. Inside information and lots of Jordan polos. That's what Toby Rowland's known for. Uh, <laughs> Meyer Chevrolet... Uh, Text line. If you're going to the game, tailgating, or cooking out, remember what Travis Davidson says. Start hydrating now. That's right. Yep, I got my coffee here. I'm drinking a big, giant cup of it, and uh, we'll continue on for the rest of the week. I uh, have started wearing a bracelet that says uh, WWTDD. What would Travis Davidson do? And uh, so, yeah, anytime he gives me a suggestion, I... Implement it immediately. So I've been drinking bottles of water like they're going out of style. I would encourage everybody else to do the same out there. Do the same. Do not the same. not just drink lots of water, but wear bracelets oh. to say WWTDD. Quit arguing should, with me, people. We should put those in the uh, ref store for people to order on. Little uh, rubber uh, wristbands? Yeah. 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 WWTDD. Maybe have some for you to hand out at Balfour on your table. 
Mm-hmm. Or the, the alternate version of that is the WWGBD, what would Grillboy do? <laughs> that's that's a collector's item, though. That was <laughs> Those a are rare. Limited edition. Yeah, limited, limited edition. edition. Yeah. Uh, Ramrod Sooner says, yeah, but you two are our idiots. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Who's arguing with us now? Well, this one says, well, technically, you don't have to pay for it. If you just create a new email and do a free trial of ESPN Plus, then okay. cancel. <laughs> All right. It is the time I'm of the sure, week where we I'm just sure woke, they're we woke up around ready for a fight people. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, hey, if you were perfect, life would not be as entertaining. entertaining. I'm just saying. It's true. Nobody would want. You know what? Colin Cowherd is the only perfect radio show host that has ever existed. That's There'll never very be another true. one. He's that's the only one that's never true. wrong. The rest of us have to admit our faults. Uh, hey, guys, who was the artist that sings the songs you were just f- referring to? Uh, Zach Bryan. And then they go on to say, and FYI, this 64-year-old goat is starting to get a handle on using the app. Thanks. Yeah. Sign of the Crimson Avenger. Wow. Crimson Avenger. Love that name. Yeah, it sounds Superhero, huh? Yeah. I like it. Sounds very important. Uh, is it possible to get a pink shirt before Saturday? That might be difficult, but I'm not going to say no. Well, from us, but you can get them everywhere. Well, well not our, our personalized uh, yeah. Mrs. V shirt, but yeah. Just, they just asked if it's possible to get a pink shirt. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure we can find Don't you think there'll be some... Uh, well, order it from us, but if you can or you're worried about getting it in time, don't you think there'll be some for sale on Campus Corner on Saturday? Yeah, and someone uh, listening can tell me, is there uh, there may be a way to contact them and then pick it up there on site. Hey, so, what about us bringing a bunch of pink shirts on Saturday? I think that's the plan, but I don't want to say that out loud and be wrong on it. So I believe uh-huh. that's the, uh, the plan for Saturday. We'll have some. Okay, come see us on Saturday. We Either may or may at not. Balfour, I don't. We probably can't do it at Balfour. At uh, what's the Boy other location? Boy Street Ventures. Boy Street Ventures. Maybe, maybe we will. Maybe we won't have pink shirts. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Top of the hour, eight o'clock. We'll be back. <laughs>